Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Bill Press and Friends on the District Productive Network. Let's start right there. It was Rachel Maddow before her show who tweeted out, breaking news, I've got Donald Trump's tax returns uh, in one of the classic, maybe, uh, examples of clickbait ever in uh, television uh, and Internet history. Uh, I'm sure that her ratings are going to soar, and that that, that article, that, that story actually jumped from her show to the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post this morning. What was it all about? You know what? Maybe not as much as we thought. Here is Rachel, first of all, saying, here's what I got coming up on my show. What I have here uh, is a copy of Donald Trump's tax returns. We have his federal tax return for one year for 2005. I believe this is the only set of the president's federal taxes that reporters have ever gotten a hold of. Uh, what we have are these two pages, front and back, from the same 1040 form that you might have filled out when you file your taxes. Really hyping it, really hyping it, and saying, man, we got it. We, it, it, it's, it this is something we've been waiting for for over a year and a half, which is true, because Donald Trump, of course, refused, like every other presidential candidate has done, to release his tax returns. Uh, he didn't think that, that we, as voters, had a right to see them. He kept coming up with this phony argument that he has a, there was an audit underway by the IRS. The IRS, of course, telling us, it's all right. You can still release your tax returns. doesn't matter if you're under audit or not. He used that as an excuse not to release anything. Uh, and so when, when Rachel Maddow announces, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him, everybody tunes in to see what she's got. And it turns out she has two pages only of his, sort of like, if you will, the executive summary or the cover sheet of his 2005 tax returns, uh, well, we'll let her tell you what they show. He paid uh, $38 million, looks like $38 million in taxes. Uh, he took a big write-down of $103 million, more on that later. Uh, if you add up the lines for income, he made more than $150 million in that year. Mazel tov. <laughs> So he paid, again, uh, $38 million on $153 million in income after writing off 103 By the way, he made a lot of money that year. After writing off $103 million in business losses, which you and I could do that, uh, <clears throat> by the way, uh, construction losses, not really detailed. Again, this was just a sketch, if you will, of his full report. Uh, and that means he paid a basically a tax return of 25%, by the way, which is also pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the top tax, tax return is higher. I pay a higher rate of return, uh, but politicians don't always, and, and successful businessmen don't always because they have so many uh, ways of avoiding taxes or writing things off. 
But if Do- Donald Trump in this year paid 25%, Mitt Romney, if you recall, when his tax returns were released, paid 15%. And President Obama and Michelle Obama paid their joint return about 18%. So when you look at this, with all the hullabaloo and all the hype coming out of MSNBC, you do have to ask, where did these returns come from? And did the White House maybe leak this return to Rachel Maddow in order to make him look pretty good when it comes to tax returns? Actually, what Rachel reported is the returns came to her from an investigative reporter by the name of David K. Johnson, who he says just got them in his mailbox. Didn't did not come from the IRS. They just showed up in his mailbox. First of all, it didn't come from the Internal Revenue Service, which probably got it electronically. Uh, it came probably from someone who was given that copy either because they worked in the accounting firm that worked on this. The accounting firm has no comment. Uh, or it was produced in litigation or is produced for some regulatory proceeding. And somebody had access to it. Yes, that's, that's David T- T- K. Johnston on um, CNN this morning just a few minutes ago. Um, and he was also asked, well, who, who could be behind this? Do you think it's possible that it was sent to you by the president? Yes. Donald has a long history of leaking things uh, about himself and doing it directly and indirectly, so it's a possibility. The anger with which the White House responded suggests to me not likely, however. But, but I disagree with that, by the way. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I disagree with that in a big but way. But even before, so even before... So Rachel says this. They were hyping on MSNBC. This is going to come up on Rachel tonight. We got his tax returns. Even before the show started, the White House had sent out a statement saying attacking and attacking NBC for um, releasing this information, taking it from uh, uh, an anonymous source, and the White House admitting and saying that what the return shows is that he paid. So they knew exactly what she was going to say, which makes you believe that maybe they gave her the returns. The White House admitting he paid the $38 million on 153. And this morning, Donald Trump tweeting this morning, received 16 minutes ago, quote, does anybody really, this is right from the White House, folks, does anybody really believe, come on, that a reporter who nobody ever heard of went to his mailbox and found my tax returns? NBC News. Fake news. Of course he's going to say that this morning. So uh, there it is. But, you know, so you do have to ask. You do have to ask. Did the White House leak this? Yes. I believe so. Yes. And for for one thing, to change the subject. Mm -hmm. And where are the rest of his tax returns? Right. And why why didn't he release them all? This proves that that audit excuse was total BS. Totally phony. Yeah, yeah. And they had this ready to go. So, so, I think so this is orchestrated. This they is leak exactly it to NBC or leak at NBC, and then they have their statement ready to go. And once Rachel takes the bait, boom, boom, they're out with it. This White House hasn't been able to get their act together on one Just single thing, right? Smell a rat, baby. Absolutely. They haven't been able to coordinate or get their message out or even 
I mean, they're so inept at the little things, misspellings, wrong dates on things. They just screw things up. And do do we really believe that their rapid response has gotten so good in recent days that the moment that there's a whiff of this, uh, the tax returns being released on on Maddow, that they are able to swing into action? But there's other absolutely no way. This was packaged. Ready to go. They are not this coordinated. They were holding on to this yep. until the right time to use it. And what better time to use it than when the whole health care plan is falling apart? Yeah. So um, we finally see one year of his tax returns. And when most of us expected, and I admit, I raised my hand, I'm guilty, most of, ex- most of us expected that the tax returns would show he paid zero in taxes because of so many loopholes that he would take advantage of or so many, so much money that he had holed away in the Cayman Islands like Mitt Romney, right? No. These show that he paid a fairly healthy rate of return, higher than most American corporations pay, and probably higher than most people in his income level and his Wall Street buddies pay 25%, $38 million on $153 million, of course, after writing $103 million uh, off. So um, you, uh, w- what do you think about this? Give us your comments on Twitter, at BP Show. Um, I don't think it's, uh, other than reminding us that he didn't release all of his tax returns, I don't think this is bad for Donald Trump. I think it actually helps him. I think you're right. I think this was a big embarrassment for MSNBC and to serious journalists who are actually looking for the real tax returns. But you hit on that. The big story here isn't that Donald Trump is a fine, upstanding citizen who pays his taxes and pays a lot of them. That is not. If that's your takeaway from the story, you're yeah. missing the story. Uh, it, it's not a bad look for Trump that he paid that much money in taxes, but where are the tax returns for 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 14, 15, all the way up, right? Like, we have so many more tax returns that we need to be seeing. And also, on this tax return, which is now going to be a sacred document for Trump supporters. Yeah, right. (laughs) Let's not forget that the greatest businessman that America has ever seen had to write down $100 million in, in losses. losses. Yeah, right. And he's <laughs> leading the country? But so uh, put, that on the, look, put that on a grander guess, scale? Look, I'm glad it came out. I think a better way of handling this would have been to say, uh, hey, guess what? We finally got two pages of one year of Donald Trump's tax returns, and... It shows that maybe to our surprise, in other words, downplay it. It shows maybe to our surprise, he actually did pay taxes. He paid $38 million in taxes. Yeah. But but we still want to know where are all of his tax returns so we can know exactly what kind of ties he does have with Russia, what kind of ties with those Russian banks. In other words, downplay it rather than upplay it. I think it might have been more effective, and I think it would have kept the focus on Donald Trump. And I think uh, that he kind of, in a, fence, in a sense, pulled out the rug from under MSNBC and uh, left them high and dry with not a lot to show for the great big um, uh, effort they made to dominate to, to dominate the news. And I do think that this does give, look, 
What are we talking about today? Uh, this serves the White House purpose of maybe getting attention off the debacle that they now have with this health care bill. Kevin Griffiths, who was former, is former Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs at HHS. Hello, Kevin. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me on. When were you there? Why did you leave? Well, I left because of uh, an event on November 8th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something happened on November 8th, right? I want to start with the fact that before the CBO report came out, the White House and everybody, Paul Ryan and and his colleagues in Congress, were already uh, slamming the CBO as not being a credible organization because they kept saying, look at what they said about how many people would be covered by now under Obamacare. It was like 36 million or something, and it's only 22, right? So they were way, way, way off. Uh, How do you explain that they were so far off? Well, on a lot of the the key metrics, they were actually pretty close, and their track record has has been pretty good. And I think that that's been documented in numerous news stories that they are among the closest in terms of the the projections that were made. Obviously, they have to make some assumptions about what will happen in in you know the, the subsequent years once you have this piece of legislation. They obviously thought that every state was going to expand Medicaid. That's, that's going right. to have an impact. Right. In other words, I think it's an important point. I was hoping you'd make that point. Right that. A lot more people would be on if so many Republican governors hadn't said we don't want we don't, we're not going to allow this expanded Medicaid in our state. That's right, you know. And the other thing that they I believe <laughs> that they thought that there were going to be more um, people who would leave the employer-sponsored market, um, but that's one of the things we haven't actually seen, and that's also part of the sort of right. litany of dire predictions that have been made about the Affordable Care Act that it was going to kill jobs. It's been proven that's completely wrong. It was going to increase the number of people who are working part time involuntarily. That's been completely wrong. And one of the other things it says is that people are just going to – the employers are going to dump health insurance for their employees. That was wrong. Right. And one thing you have to say, too, is as far off as they were, the CBO was still a lot closer than right. the Republicans who said nobody's going to sign up. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's that is actually one of the interesting things that you see is that uh, one of the projections that they made when, when they were looking at this was they, they looked at what the premiums would be over time. And, you know, the premiums that they initially forecast – were high, much higher, frankly, than what the insurance companies put forward. Now they're actually finally the insurance company premiums are catching up with what CBO actually initially predicted. They're almost right on. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the the subsequent projections that that CBO made once they knew more about you know what was going to be going on in Congress and what the states were going to be doing, they've been pretty much spot on in terms of the the number of people who have become newly insured. All right, so. The Congressional Budget Office has taken a look at the Ryan plan or Trump care, whatever you want to call it. Um, What do they tell us about it? Well, I mean, I think what they tell us is that the people in Congress, Republicans in Congress, have a a very simple choice in front of them right now. And that is, is it worth it to you uh, to give tax cuts to millionaires and corporations? Is it worth 24 million people not having insurance anymore? And we know that if we have that number of people who no longer have insurance, that is a life and death decision for many people. And they've had studies that have looked at mortality rates when we have increases and decreases in in insurance. And a a drop in insured rate of of that size, we're looking at an increase of as many as 25,000, perhaps more deaths per year 
when you when you make this kind of change. And so there is a really stark choice in front of, of members of Congress. Um, how much is it worth to you to give people who don't need tax cut a tax cut? What happens to these people who lose their insurance? I mean, if they have a serious health care issue, they're going to go to the emergency room, right? Yeah. Well, look, they're, they're on they're on their own, right? They're on and, their own, right? Yeah. And so what happens is uh, people who do have health insurance, they're going to wind up paying for that because there there is no free lunch here. There's there's no free health care, and so um, ultimately that's that's going to be a matter of for other people to pick up the tab. Well, yeah. So the the my my I was getting at the point in between. Um, they're on their own. They're going to not be getting regular doctor visits. They're more likely to get seriously ill. Yeah. And then they're going to end up in the emergency room, right? Yes. They're not going to be turned away. We're going to be back to where we were before 2009, which is that people getting their primary care in the emergency room, which is not the place to get it. Right. And somebody's got to pay for that. Yes. And the people who pay for that are the people who have health insurance. That's correct. So everybody else's rates will go up. You're basically shifting the cost and you're shifting it to people who who have insurance. I mean, we've seen this, right? Yes. We've been there. Right. Hey, everybody. This is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now, do yourself a favor. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do. Just search for The Bill Press Show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go. And you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing. If you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. It's a pleasure to welcome back our good friend, Congresswoman Jackie Spear from California, with so much going on. Um, to join us in studio. Congresswoman, good to see you, as Great always. to be back. Well, now, isn't it, it we know uh, Donald Trump did pay taxes one year. Huh? Well, don't you it? think he leaked those taxes? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I absolutely do. Yes, absolutely. So as Richard Maddow came, at the, the, a, the investigative reporter, David K. Johnston, says he found this in his mailbox, yeah. right? Uh, a two, two pages. White summary, House leak. <laughs> White House leak of it's got to be of his 2005 tax returns, where he paid uh, 38 million dollars on 153 million dollars in it income. Actually, it was more, because he had uh, net operating loss carry forward. So I think it was over 250 million. That oh right. And so he took he took 103 wrote off 103 million in business losses. Yeah, right. And 38 million dollars. So. It, 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 to me, it's got Steve Bannon's fingerprints all over it, right? I mean, it change the subject, make it look like, oh, you guys thought he paid no taxes at all. Well, guess what? In one year, he did. Yeah. And that's all we know, isn't it? Right. But doesn't this really just, again, raise the issue of where? why didn't he release all of his tax returns? What else is he hiding and where are they? Well, what's really important is that we have to have his tax returns if we're going to do a legitimate investigation of the potential collusion and or connection with Russia. And without that, we were just spinning our wheels. Are we going to see that kind of investigation from the House Intelligence I don't Committee? know. There's been goodwill established by the two, the chair and the ranking member. Certainly, ranking member Adam Schiff wants to work with uh, Chairman Devin Nunez. I 
though, have real questions about the chairman when he says, well, we'll have Michael Flynn come in, but I'm going to have him come in to say, you know, thank you for your service. Michael Flynn, so far, we know, has violated two laws. Mm -hmm. One within the military, which requires that if you're a flag officer, you cannot receive any compensation from any foreign government without first having it uh, reviewed by the military. Secondly, he didn't file as a foreign agent until after he leaves the White House. So that during that whole time last year when he should have already filed, you file at the beginning of your association, mm -hmm. not at the conclusion. Um, we had no notice of any of that. Right. On, on top of the fact that he did have these conversations with the Russian ambassador and lied to Vice President Pence and to the American people about and it. And probably violated the Logan Act. And everyone says, well, but no one's ever been um, actually charged into that. That doesn't mean it's irrelevant if, in fact, as a U.S. person, you engaged in um, doing something with a foreign government on behalf of this country that may, in fact, sabotage this country. That's a violation of the Logan Act. Well, back to this committee. I mean, you and I have, and, and I think the American people, have total confidence in Adam Schiff. The question is whether the chairman will really conduct an, an, an impartial and fact-finding mission, rather. And, and here's a guy that the White House called to say, help us shoot down the story that there is any connection with the Russians. Right. right. Uh, and if he's helping the White House shoot down the story, I, I, I can't believe he's going to run a fair, fair investigation. Yeah, it was more than imprudent that he did that because it, it, it violates all the principles of being objective. You know, there's this reluctance by some chairs to not actually go on as co-sponsors of bills for fear of looking like they're not being objective. Well, how, what is this when the president calls you you know, curtsy and do precisely what you're asked. Is there any chance then for an independent commission or a special counsel, as some members of Congress have requested? Well, I certainly am on board for an independent commission and for a special counsel, special prosecutor, if in fact there is a finding of some wrongdoing. Whether or not we get that is, I think, very unclear. You know, as, when you don't have any uh, control in either house, or the presidency. I mean, you become really quite impotent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got a voice, but yeah, but you're, you know, it's kind of lost in the wilderness unless unless it's a voice that is in unison over and over and over again. And as you know, Democrats have a hard time being in unison on anything. <laughs> now, related to this, so the the original investigation was going to be with the, the collusion, whether whether or not, what was the connection, the Russian connection, and was there really any collusion between the Trump organization and Russian officials in trying to influence the outcome of this election? Now, suddenly, on top of that, is this question about whether or not there's anything to support Donald Trump's assertion that Barack Obama ordered the wiretapping of his phone. The fact that we're power. spending more than a minute, and we've spent two weeks on this preposterous allegation is it really shows you that we're we're doing precisely what the president wants us to do which is you know running after our tails and the media i got to point the finger there because it cannot i mean trump is 24/7 on every station because everyone's kind of interested so we cover it and we cover you know his twitches for god's sakes i, I mean it's 
it's really time for us to, to look at the serious issues. The serious issues are the Affordable Care Act, 20 million people, 24 million people losing their health insurance. It's the fact that whether there was collusion or engagement or um, there's a long-standing relationship, which is what I think we're going to find, um, or the, the steal, the MI5 document that everyone kind of dismissed because it seemed so salacious. Well, yeah, maybe there were parts that were salacious, but so far what they have attempted to check out has checked out. And no one goes to Russia. Nobody goes to Russia without being surveilled. As um, Michael Morell said, they have cameras in every uh, suite, in every hotel room, in every bathroom. So um, I think there's probably more to this than meets the eye. You have been out in front on so many issues. Um, one of the you talked a lot about is sexual assault in the military, uh, and the military's pretty lame approach to it. What is your take on the Marine photo Marines scandal? United? Marines United, yeah. Well, l- let me take you back in time to 2013, when the then commandant of the U.S. Marine Corps, General Amos, said to me when I first disclosed that um, I had been put on a website and then there were all these pictures of women uh, in the Marines and elsewhere that were... Way back then, really. Way back in 2013. And he said at the time, this is unacceptable. We're going to fix it. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, that's what they do. They come to the hill. They give their mea culpas. They say, we have zero tolerance for this. And then they do absolutely nothing. And that's what's happened. And that's why all of this really misogynistic, um, anti-woman objectivity of women is allowed to fester in a military where good order and discipline is, you know, the the coin of the realm. Mm-hmm. And so what happens to, to these Will there be any discipline at all or disciplinary action? The Commandant Neller was before the Senate yesterday. We are having a briefing, a closed briefing in the House um, tomorrow, and I am the ranking member on the Military Personnel Subcommittee. So we will have uh, the general there to question. Uh, Beyond that, there will be an open hearing on, quote, social media um, where people can come and testify Uh, Here's the problem. Within the Uniform Code of Military Justice, it is illegal to um, take a picture of someone without their consent. There is no provision about distributing a picture without consent. So you have a picture Mm. of your naked girlfriend that's sent to you because you're overseas. Um, That was sent with her consent, obviously. But she did not consent to you to then put it on a website after the two of you break up as a form of revenge porn. And that's what's happening, among other things. Right. Now, on top of that, I I don't have the article this morning in front of me, but I read in the Washington Post this morning that now the Navy has this scandal of its own, this admiral who was just found guilty of accepting bribes from big what was it, Big Francis or Fat Leonard? No, I'm sorry, Fat Leonard. <laughs> Fat Leonard. Fat Leonard. Big Francis. Yeah, Pretty in good. Singapore, well, and and this whoever this businessman, Fat Leonard, was throwing these wild orgies, these wild sex parties for Navy officers in in Singapore. I mean, 
isn't there any what's wrong with these people right they don't see that this this is a kind of behavior they should not be this is an admiral yeah an admiral Right. right so and we've had a number of three and four star generals who have had um relationships with uh subordinates and they're married that um come to light you know three or four years later one recently was in retirement but because as a retired flag officer, you still can be called back to active duty, uh, they were able to court-martial him, or, or at least in this case, take um, administrative action against him. And they reduced him by four stars to two stars. So he had a $60,000 reduction in his retirement pay um, a year. But there, this, is, this was my issue from the beginning. You know, if you don't take these cases out of the chain of command, you're not necessarily going to get a fair hearing about them. And that's why so many in the military do not come forward once they've been sexually assaulted, because they know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to have reprisals against them for coming forward. And there's, that's the case. Retribution in 66% of these cases. So 20,000 assaults or attempted assaults a year on both men and women in the military. 5,000 of them report. So you've got three quarters of them that don't even report it. And then of the 5,000, only 500 go to court martial. Now, are you saying that the vast majority of these people are lying? No, they're not lying. Joining us in studio, uh, my colleague from the White House briefing room uh, and frequent guest here and recent guest host on the Bill Press Show, Cameron Joseph from the New York Daily News. Hi, Cameron. How are you? Good, Bill. How about you? Briefings have been uh, lively lately. Been a bit of an adventure. Yeah. How about the timing of the big news of the day, Donald Trump's tax returns? That was such a nothing burger. I I mean, (laughs) honestly, like the first time the Trump taxes came out where we didn't know anything, that was a huge story. And, you know, I, I... I, I like Rachel Maddow. I think she does a good show a lot of the time. That was ridiculous yesterday. 20-minute build-up for two pages that showed absolutely nothing. And all it did was get her ratings. And honestly, you know, I think David K. Johnson, who actually was the reporter, who actually reported something, who actually got the taxes, I think did nothing wrong here. I think he, you know, that, that that's an important thing to put with, by the way? Uh, he runs his own site, I think, dcreport.org, uh-huh. uh, which okay. was crashed for all of last night because we were all trying to get the taxes that were on his site because Rachel Maddow wouldn't just say what they were, which was essentially very little. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, mean, I thought it was interesting, you know, so the... David, as soon as he was on there, said, yeah, maybe you know, he anonymously got this in his mailbox, which is how the New York Times and we at the Daily News got uh, the, the tax returns uh, over the summer. Uh, and obviously, the Times was able to confirm that those were real before we were. But uh, he you know, said, maybe Trump sent these to me because all it did was prove how wealthy Trump was and that he had paid taxes. And it didn't it wasn't the full return. It didn't show who he owed money to, where he's borrowed from, who right. all, all, all the stuff that we actually want to know. And that's why everybody wants a tax return. In fact, David uh, K. Johnson was on uh, CNN this morning on, on New Day. Just a couple of real clips. First of all, he did say um, last night there, on Fox News, they were suggesting that people at the IRS may have leaked this. David, t- 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 David uh, shoots that down. First of all, it didn't come from the Internal Revenue Service, which probably got it electronically. Uh, it came probably from someone who was given that copy either because they worked in the accounting firm that worked on this, the accounting firm has no comment, 
uh, or it was produced in litigation or is produced for some regulatory proceeding and somebody had access to it. Or maybe uh, Poppy Harlow asked David K. Johnston, maybe. Do you think it's possible that it was sent to you by the president? Yes. Donald has a long history of leaking things uh, about himself and doing it directly and indirectly. So it's a possibility. The anger with which the White House responded suggests to me not likely, however. Uh, I, I disagree with that latter part. I mean, I think pretty clear. If you want to change the subject, number one. Yeah. And if you want to embarrass NBC, you would put out this little bait and let them go for it. Right. And I, I, look what happened. Donald Trump is really good at changing the subject. And the fact that we're talking about this, I think, is, is frankly problematic because there's much bigger stories. Yes. Here. So honestly, I, I think that there's a chance that they leaked it. I don't know whether they did or not. Um, but, you know, he, here we are after days of terrible news about their attempt at repealing and replacing Obamacare, which clearly isn't going over very well with anybody, with conservatives, with moderate Republicans, Democrats are up in arms. When you hear Joe Manchin talk about, like, how can you look at yourself in the mirror to a Republican, Joe Manchin doesn't say a mean thing about anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's very, he, he was on his feet for most of, of uh, Donald Trump's quasi State of the Union. Uh, you know, he's the Democrat who loves Trump the most. Uh, and, he was talking about how you can look how can you look at yourself in the mirror and vote for this the other day and a lot of republicans are are sounding alarm bells we're talking about 24 million people 24 million fewer people having insurance in a decade than they do now it nearly doubles the uninsured rate in the country and donald trump maybe found another story for us to talk about for a bit uh, yes. I, uh, listen, I, I totally subscribe to that theory. Totally, totally, totally. But maybe um, also he's looking for a way out. Do you think yeah. that's possible? I, I think, and do you think the Ryan tape release, which oh, the yeah. timing of which was also interesting. It's been really fun to watch. And, and that Ryan tape release, you know, we knew everything in there. I mean, Ryan's, you know, folks had reported out that call. People on that call had given me all that information. Ryan threw Trump under the bus. We knew all the exact quotes, but hearing the audio is a little different. Uh, but clearly, Breitbart, the, the the Pravda of the White House right now, in some ways, although they've been they they have been in, in all fairness, I think they have some decent reporters and and they have attacked yeah, yeah. some Republican things, although they haven't really gone after the White House yet. Um, is is gone? You know, immediately after Ryan dropped this bill, has been gunning for him. Uh, and and the populist right hates this bill because it who does it damage? It damages Trump voters. And the, the the dirty little secret of Obamacare was that it hurt a lot of people in the Obama coalition, a lot, a lot especially younger uh, mm -hmm. voters, uh, to benefit older, poorer, rural voters who then went and, and had already been voting for Republicans, but really voted for Trump. And now. Trump care, Ryan care, whatever you want to call it, and, and Trump is making sure you call it Ryan care, not Trump care for a reason, mm -hmm. uh, is going to really hurt these people. And the, the the more rural, the older, and the poorer you are until obviously you're at the age of, of Medicare at 65, the more this hurts you. So do you think that, that while you're right, Paul Ryan threw Trump under the bus, that Trump may now be trying to, or at least Steve Bannon, trying to throw... Paul Ryan under the bus? Yeah, and it's always, you know, the Kremlinology of the White House is always tricky. Uh, they aren't exactly uh, on my, picking up my calls uh, and speed dial every day these days. You, know, but, you don't say. Uh, they are clearly 
keeping this bill at arm's length. And Donald Trump tweeted twice yesterday about the economy. He didn't mention uh, probably the most critical day of the entirety of the uh, Affordable Health Care Act, as they're calling it, debate, because it was the day after the, the Congressional Budget Office came out with these damning numbers, really problematic numbers that had moderate Republicans panicking. Trump tweeted about the economy twice. Mm-hmm. He was radio silent jobs, about this. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there's people in the Trump administration that really want to see this pass. Tom Price really cares about this. Mick Mulvaney really cares about this. This is basically Tom Price's bill, a modified version of it. Um, those are folks who want to see this done. Uh, I think Mike Pence wants to see this done. Uh, but Trump himself doesn't really seem like it, it's it's his favorite bill right now. And you have to read between the lines about what he's talking about because when he talks about it, he defends it. But then, you know, the other day. He's having all these meetings, right? Right. Well, in a couple, I think it was Monday, he had this, you know, listening Listening session session, with the people who've been harmed by by Obamacare. And and, nine people that they found all over the country. Yeah. And and half half their stories, like if you actually look at what Obamacare does versus what the healthcare, what healthcare in general does, some of this was they were going to get. It was going to be a problem, but that setting that aside anyways, uh, he said during that, you know, I encouraged them to wait on this. Like, this is going to be a problem if we just let Obamacare collapse. Like, this is bad for us politically, he essentially said in this meeting. This is bad for us politically, and I don't love everything in the bill. He said, and that's like the, only com- the only comments he's made about Ryan's bill, which is frankly also the White House's bill because they're throwing – the right. White House is throwing its support behind it, whether full or half uh, is, is an open question – uh, but, I mean, it seems like Trump is half-assing yeah. this. But it's pretty clear that without Trump, Paul Ryan is not going to have the votes to get this through the House. Not that he – maybe even with Trump, he won't, right? But Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's not looking good. I, I think it's a little too early to say this isn't going to get through the House. I still have no – there's like a dozen Republican senators who are saying this isn't going to happen. So I don't see how they square the circle of trying to get – some of the Freedom Caucus folks on board with something that uh, the moderate Republicans in the Senate can vote for. I, I'm not 100 percent convinced it's going to die in the House or whether it gets to the Senate and then we have a much longer, slower, uglier death of this. But frankly, I, th- I think them them pulling it from the House floor is the smartest move they could do right now yeah. because e- either they're going to make Republicans walk the plank on this. And, and I've long argued that the reason the Democrats lost – the House in such a bad way in 2010 was not because of Obamacare. It was because Nancy Pelosi made them take a tough, tough vote on cap and trade, putting all these blue dogs in a terrible position, especially in the coal country, uh, that cost them their seats, whether or not they voted for it. And that thing was never going anywhere in the Senate. And if Paul Ryan does this now with no hope of this passing in the Senate, it's the same thing. The Parting Shot with Bill Press. This is The Bill Press Show. You know, to me, the biggest mystery about this whole healthcare debate is how can Donald Trump possibly support the Paul Ryan GOP healthcare bill? I mean, it contradicts everything he said he stands for. Remember, during the campaign, Donald Trump made four promises about healthcare. He said that he would insist on and would only sign a bill that provided coverage for every single American at lower cost for better plans, and did not touch Medicaid. The House GOP plan does just the opposite on every point. According to the Congressional Budget Office, it will throw 24 million people off the health care rolls, and those who are left 
who can afford it will pay more for crappier plans, and it also guts Medicaid. By the way, Donald Trump also said that he wants people to be able to buy insurance across state lines, and he wants pharmaceutical companies to be forced to lower prices on prescription drugs. Neither of those provisions are in the Ryan plan. So why would Trump support this turkey? Because he doesn't care what's in the bill. He just wants to sign some health care bill, any health care bill, so it's something he can brag about and then lie about. In fact, the other day, Press Secretary Sean Spicer told us at the White House that the president is always telling the truth, except when he's kidding. So I guess he must have been kidding when he wanted every American to have health insurance coverage. But why didn't he tell us? This is The Bill Press Show.